This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, hey, y'all. Hey, hey, y'all. This one is explicit. Hello, Jess. Hi, Elsie. Oh, my God. This has been... You know what? Now we've discovered a whole new problem, which is that we can't look at each other when we're... Dude, I'm serious. And and the thing is, I'm going to meet... I'm I'm actually removing the blab from my face so that I could look at the show notes because they're somewhere else. Okay. I don't think I'm going to be able to look at you without giggling. I don't even know how you're doing this. In all honesty, Jess, I would have never done what you decided to do. I said, are we blabbing? Because we told our people we were going to blab. And then you said, yes, let's do it. And I'm like, what? How could you even do that? I'd be stressing out if I was having, do you know, guys, how many people have signed up for our webinar that this is going to already be happened because when this it goes is li- airing yeah. on Monday. So this, this episode is going live this coming Monday. Yeah. Rather than when we're recording. And today, Jess has to teach a very important webinar in like an hour, right? Yeah, but it's okay. I'm doing the bullets as we speak. I'm doing it right now. I know. So she didn't want to go into blab because she didn't want y'all to see her being not focused. Well, I'm I'm multitasking. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, but you can't even tell, can you? Do you even know right now that my keynote's up and I'm bulleting as we speak? I can hear a bunch of bunk, 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 oh, bunk, bunk, bunk. That's because I have elephant fingers. That's is that what thanks for telling everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I can handle <laughs> all the questions on the side here. Um, what are the questions? Is this how you'll be doing the show from now on? Um, I mean, yeah, I'd like to if we can. The thing is, Elsie's frowning because the thing is, like, we can't always commit to looking nice by 11 a.m. on a Wednesday. I would like I'm to I'm not say, looking nice. I just put a T-shirt on and some overalls and put my hair up. That's about the extent. Of- I would like to say, I mean, I'm not either. Actually, this is yesterday's makeup and today's lipstick. So, like, you know, I mean, I did shower. My shower days are now Wednesdays and Saturdays. So that's something. I don't think I even have shower days. I would like, I mean, let's just say, let's just say we'll try because it's fun. And I would like to have video of us talking. Is we'll try a good answer? We'll try could be a good answer. It could yes. be a good answer. That's how noncommittal she is, ladies and gentlemen. It I could know be a good because answer. it's like, yeah, it's just so now like I don't even want to look at the blab. I just want to look at the things that we have to do. You guys, if you ask questions, we'll come back to it in a little bit because I can't look at it either. Yeah. So I'm going to go away here and then focus on this stuff. Okay. So. I think that this is going to be a crazy conversation here because I have been obsessed. If some of you guys have been listening to She Podcast, I have been a little bit uh, obsessed with Downton Abbey as of late. Again with the Downton Abbey. No, again with the Downton Abbey. And see, here's what happened. I was so into it. I just, it's been really great for my brain to release, to like go into like happy world somewhere else other than where I am at this moment. Mm -hmm. But then what I started to do is like, you know, it started to get very interesting and there were a lot of things happening that I wanted to find out other people's opinions. And so I thought like, okay, who can I talk to about this? Because the only time I talk about this is every time we record the show. So I thought like, what am I going to do? 
So what do I do? What does Elsie do when she wants to find some kind of connection? She looks for a podcast. Yes, I do. So I started, of course, I was like... So predictable. So predictable. I um, I started looking at, um, you know, Downton Abbey. I searched in iTunes and then, of course, I got a bunch of hits because they're it's famous, right? Yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, gosh, which is the one that I'm going to listen to? And um, I posted on She Podcast as well if somebody could give me some some ideas of of which one. And the first one that I listened to, I, I, I don't know what it was called. It was something like behind the scenes or something like that. And I started to listen. And it was like three people talking, didn't really rock my world. It seemed a little bit stale. And I'm like, I'm not going to listen to the guy, these guys discuss. It seems like, I don't know. It felt really stale. So I was kind of disappointed. Then I went to the next one and it was called Up Yours Downstairs. <laughs> How cool is that title? The best. <clears throat> so the best title. As so soon creative. as I started to listen, I was like, "This is it. This is it. This is totally it." Okay, so now I'm going to give you my. It's not even a review, but this because because this podcast is about podcasting. I just want to tell you all the things that I really loved about it and why I chose right. to continue to obsess about this podcast. So number one, number one, the title, up yours downstairs. I mean. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? And their artwork. Their artwork is is not like every other podcast about Downton, Downton Abbey that I saw there had the image of the house, the image of, you know, of them. Like it was it was already what, what you've seen before, whereas Up Yours Downstairs was a very unique artwork. I actually don't even know what it looks like. It's like I'm not sure if somebody's doing like a yoga pose. Like I was like, I don't know. Can you find the artwork, Jess? Or up yours downstairs. downstairs. Yeah, well, you search, search for it, and I want you to look at that artwork because one of because there's a, it seems like on the right hand side it looks like this person lady is doing some kind of yoga pose Whoa. with her legs up and over their shoulders, but whatever. Like I don't even care. No, I know. dude, those are her shoulders and her hands. She's scrubbing the floor. Oh well, it looked like she's, she's doing sitting some... on the woman's back as she, as the lady's maid is scrubbing the floor. You thought that she had her legs over her ears like a spider. Yes. yes. That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. I wonder if there's a way I can share my screen just so everyone in nope. black can see. No? Nope. Well that blows. Well it, that's cannot. hilarious. If you guys yeah. hear maybe I can share a link. Um hold on. Let me just share the link. But it, yeah, because it's it's hilarious if you look. Well, because I first time this black, in like. So if anyone wants to see it, here you go. It's five Maggie Smiths is the name of the Twitter. It's funny. Yeah. So anyway, that so that's their Twitter. So that's their Twitter. So I saw that and I thought it looked like she was. I don't know if you guys have seen. You know how like, there actually is a yoga pose like that. You put your hands down and you put your feet, <laughs> your yeah. legs over your shoulders. Yeah, I've seen. And I thought like I've seen acrobats on America's Got Talent do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it, though. <laughs> so anyway, those were some of the things that I totally do- uh, like dug from the beginning, that it was like it's their own branding, their name, and, uh, and whatever. And then – so pe- you always want audience feed- audience feedback from people. Audience feedback is like the coolest thing ever. So the way that they call their audience cousins. They do. So, That's yes. hilarious. And so whenever they're talking, they go like cousins – 
you have to tell me about what you thought about. Or cousins, if you want this, you know, you need to go do this. Cousins, or we need feedback, cousins. It. I need you to do this. So I love she, it. they call their audience cousins. It's the coolest thing. And the reason they call cousins is because they want to remove any kind of um, society, you know, separation. So it's not like lady and it's not like they're downstairs or upstairs. It's like cousins. Everybody has a cousin. So, but it still like sounds so great. And so, and the way they, re- they ask for audience feedback is by getting telegrams. So mm. a telegram equals an email. So whenever they read their emails from their audience, they said, I got a telegram from our cousin, you know, Jennifer. And they read it. And it's so it's so neat because you feel like you're sending in a telegram even though you're emailing to the, so the whole right, world. Right, to the family. That's so funny. That's awesome. It, I love it. I love it. And of course, it's a husband and wife team and they're funny. Thank God. They, yeah. They're really funny together. They have really great insight. And there's lots of things said that just comes out of their mouth that is just plain old hilarious Mm -hmm. um, between them. And so, of course, they know each other very, very well. I love that. And I I also really love the balance between like play-by-play commentary on the episode and all the bits of info that they provide about history and fashion. Mm -hmm. So they'll actually do a play-by-play almost in – almost scene by scene. It's like they they even read a little bit of the dialogue and they comment on the scenes. And then within the episode themselves, they kind of cut to reporting or teaching or just commenting on specific things that have happened in history at that time that aligns mm-hmm. with the storyline. So you learn all about different things. Like there was an episode where they were talking about contraception. There was another episode that they talked about Lord Byron and like his sordid life. And so there's all of these kinds of things that are are above and beyond, you know, what you would expect from, I guess, a a Downton Abbey episode recap. Right. And they totally enjoy uh, recording the podcast and watching the show. So you can hear that when they are recording it. You can hear that they're super passionate about it and their their depth of commentary on all the stuff. So, and then get this, guys. So every episode, I think the shortest one that they've done is like 20 minutes because they do instant takes. So they do like, you know, they'll watch the episode and they'll do like an instant take almost immediately after the episode is over for like 20 minutes, like really? off the cuff stuff. And then later on, they'll do uh, a full on episode. And those are, holy cow, over two hours, like 174 minutes, 184 minutes. I mean, they're long. One scene by scene, almost that they mm-hmm. discussed the entire thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, and I'm totally loving it. I love watching an episode of Downton Abbey and then turning on their podcast and being able to kind of like dive into what they thought about it. And so it's the coolest. I don't know. Anyway, what, I just, what episode are you on? Like, are you wondering now if you must be ahead of me by now because I only did like the first couple of seasons? Oh my God. I'm on season five. You're on season five. Yeah, you're way mm-hmm. ahead of me. I'm on season five. I know five. the stuff that's happened, but like. I, I didn't get past like after Matthew, whatever. I just I never got past it when Matthew did what happened. Well, I mean, it's silly now to be talk about spoilers. Cause, like if you haven't watched, I feel like if you haven't caught up, like Owelski, too bad. Well, uh, even though I haven't watched it, I haven't even watched it, but I still feel like there's you should have there should be a statute of limitations on not mentioning spoil spoilers. <laughs> you don't think? Well, no, come on, that's not fair. Just... Because Breaking Bad, can we now talk about Breaking Bad? It's been over like three years. Can we? Do you know what you happens? You can because I don't think I'm interested in watching. Because I started really to good. watch. I think should. I wa- well, I watched the first episode. I got so stressed out. You know what? There's something about drugs that just stresses me out. 
True, but <clears throat> and that was my hesitation. It took me a long time to start watching it too. However, it's way less about drugs and much more about the Mr. Magoo turning into like what's his name, Frank Corleone. He basically okay. over the course of the show has this like amazingly crazy transition from like a goofy fumbling science teacher to like the Mac Daddy in charge. Oh, I and see. Okay, that right. plus mm-hmm. wait plus there's this under there's this under part that you would appreciate too, which is like all the characters have color schemes, and as the characters change, if they change, their colors that they're wearing also change. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah. So like and so there's actually online charts where you can see like Jesse's going from like red to black, you know, like grays and blacks and less reds. Like same with Walter, like his greens get more dark and it's really interesting. Anyway, um, it's not as much about drugs as it is about like his character changes and, and how everyone around him has to change as a result, kind of. Yeah. All right. Just try it. The first episode is not a good one. It's not I a good one. I got really stressed out over that first episode. I just, I did yeah, not I like it. And because, see, when I'm watching Downton Abbey at night, it usually doesn't fire my adrenaline up. So it's not like I get all stressed out. Well, over that's it. true. That's true. Whereas to- with Breaking Bad, I remember I watched it one time and I, I'm not like that one time, the first episode. And I was so stressed out. My adre- like I felt my heart beating out of my chest. It would just seem too light. Yeah, it's stressful. Oh, yeah, it's stressful. I mean, so, if that's what you're watching TV for, then never mind. Yeah. So maybe. Yeah. And then there's no time. I can't watch TV in the daytime. There's just no there's no way. And, you know, to reveal a little bit of what it's like to live up here, too. It's like I have a cap on my bandwidth. You know, mm-hmm. I honestly have a cap, so I can't binge watch in the daytime, even if I wanted to binge, no, binge watch can't. on something. Um, lest I'm ready to play. It's times like this you wish for the flu so that you have long periods of time where you can binge watch stuff. <laughs> no, That's- no. What I'm saying is that I can't really <laughs> binge watch because that means that I'd be paying. It's like I'd be paying for it because I would get an extra bill at the end of oh. the month of all of the bandwidth that I've consumed above the oh. quota that I pay for a month. Got it. So even if I were binge watching, binge watching, I would need it to happen like for sure, like for real. Got which it. Is no fun, no fun in the sun. That makes sense. Over yeah. Here. No, so anyway, so you know, after watching this and and like listening to the podcast and uh, or the way, I just really wanted to comment on you know the obsessiveness that happens when you fall in love with something. You know, when you when you don't know who's going to be watching you. Because mind you, you know, I started to go back and listen to episodes that these guys have done now since like I don't know two thousand. When did Downton Abbey like premiere? Like twenty twelve. I, I mean, what's, how many seasons are there? Seven years ago? There's going to be six seasons. I think six is going to be the end. So f- season five, I believe, started this year. Yeah, like seven years ago. And so they started they started podcasting then. And so what I, I didn't go back all the way to the beginning because I only started to listen to the podcast uh, in conjunction with, I believe, season three. Mm-hmm. And so I went back. And I, I mean, it was totally, completely re- relevant. The conversation that they're having is not dated. So they're not commenting on... Um, you know, events that are happening like in life at that moment. Mm -hmm. And so it's this constant barrage of new people that discover Downton Abbey because it's it's like an evergreen thing. And I thought, wow, so now they have new fans. I totally love who they are. I'm obsessed with them. And they've been around on other people's lives for a long, long time. And you know, the power of, of, of pop culture, the power of creating community that is like an ongoing community is like you you can't really put an end to that. You can't put an end to, to something that really 
inspire somebody else. Yeah. So, you know, we've had binge listeners to our podcast as well. And um, it's just nice. It's nice to see that people can still catch up. I love that. And, and it also And it also breaks a lot of the mold. A lot of the things out there, it's like, you need to keep it to like a, a 30 minutes because that's the commute. You know, no, if you're really into something, I listen to like over two hours of these two people discussing like dialogue by dialogue, scene by scene of every episode. I of love Downton that. Abbey. I actually, are you talking about behind the scenes stuff too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Scott never lets me watch that stuff and I like it and it makes me mad because I always want to know like what they were thinking and the costumes and stuff like that. Well, yeah, well, they comment on that, not the actual people, you know, but yeah. it's, but what I'm saying is like, I really enjoy that oh, conversation. Right. So no, I know what you mean, but I mean, I just love talking about behind the scenes stuff. It's fun. It is totally fun. And then it's great because it feels like it kind of like you don't have to talk. Somebody else is talking and that's like fabulous. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I have my own stuff. So anyway, that's me <sighs> giving you information. So if anybody ha- is obsessed about Downton Abbey as as I am at this moment, and and if you guys also listen to <laughs> this specific up ep- this specific podcast up yours downstairs, uh, up let yours. me know what you think. And if you have any other podcasts that um, I should listen to that are in this genre, please let me know. Oh, and then there here's another thing that they do as well because we have this question come up on She Podcasts a lot. Um, so they're reporting on. That show, right? And so obviously, uh, there's times when the season's over, and then what? What do you do when nothing's happening then? You start a new so, show. Well, no, they can, they continue on the same feed, but they watch other Edwardian-era-esque type shows, um, either that are on PBS or uh, I usually PBS stuff. And then they they comment on it as well. They just did, I think, one for A Secret Garden. You know that movie? It actually came out a long time ago. A while ago, um, yeah, about those little garden, kids. Of course. Yeah, and so that they did, they did one on that, and they do sort of like very in-depth episodes about um, other shows as well that are in between the Downton Abbey shows. So mm-hmm. um, the only challenging thing that I find with that is that now that I'm looking for the season commentary, they have really interesting titles and funny titles for every single one of their episodes. But unfortunately, that doesn't really describe what they're discussing. Like, so you don't know if it's season five or season four. You have to, like, look at the description to see that that's what they're doing. So, Mm. you know, that's like my own. It's really hard to find what I want to listen to, especially according to the episode that I'm watching, because the title doesn't tell it. So if I were to give any kind of feedback, it would be like, have just the name, just have like S5 E1 yeah. so that I could easily see what they're discussing. Keep the funny titles, keep all of that stuff because it's easier for somebody who's going back to be able to find it because they have a lot of yeah. podcasts. So I hate stuff in my ears. I hate earbuds. Do you? Yes, they're so itchy. I live with earbuds in my ears. I know. I, feel I don't know so, how you do it. Ugh. it I feel I actually feel very very guilty about that. Every single picture that is out there of me has you me with, with earbuds in my <laughs> ears, and it's there. And sometimes they're not even attached. Like they don't even have like an iPhone or an iPod Touch or whatever. Nothing. Yeah. It's just they're just hanging because I forget that I have them in my ears. That's kind of dorky. I think it's funny. No, it's cute. It's kind of silly. It's cute. All right. You're adorable. All right. So do we have anything that we are supposed to say? Like, do we have any calls to action in this episode? We d- I did not write them up 
here at the top? Um, calls to action. I would say, well, we're not sure what the next webinar is, so keep checking ShePodcast.com. I know it's going to be on October 28th. We know that, yes. right? Um, yes, we're just we do not know sure. that. Title and guest TBA. And then also we're still working on growing like our Twitter. And so I really want everyone who's listening to like follow us on Twitter at ShePodcasts. And then also a great call to action would be check out our shop because I'm adding stuff to it all the time at shepodcast.com forward slash shop. And it's right now we have the Clamor tutorial. It's $8. And then Karen Yankovich's LinkedIn, which was, I believe, $19. It was around 20 Is that right? And then, yeah. And then by now we'll have the sponsorship one, which is going to be how to build a media kit that also the course, um, the mini course in there is going to include um, a template and a media kit checklist that both has what you need in a media kit as well as what assets you need to gather before you get started creating the media kit. So yeah. So check out shepodcast.com forward slash shop. Good. That was great. That was like a, our commercial break. That was very nicely done from you. Thank you. Somebody is critiquing me because I say we're taping. And yeah, okay, <laughs> yes. Like, I know the VHS is long gone. My father was a video producer for Channel 4 News in Washington. And so when I say tape, that's because it's ingrained in my DNA, yo. Sorry, <laughs> Mr. Pizza Slice. That's how it works. It's taping. We're taping. When you're in television, it's taping. We're taping. We tape the show. Now, it's not a tape. Oh, I should also add that his business, once he stopped being a video producer, was called Carpel Video Incorporated, and he used to recycle videotape and sell it as used blank tape. So, like, I have a whole – it was a 32-year business of um, recycling film tape, VHS tape, all different kinds of, like, beta, whatever. Carpelvideo.com, if you don't believe me. Oh, my gosh. You have like your dad's like website off of it. But I'm saying that's why I say tape. I mean, it may not be right, but I'll probably never, I'll never not do it. I'm not 80. I'm 40, but still (laughs) tape means, it means tape to me. Yuria is like, it's all good. Hey, I'm not being defensive. I'm just saying it's It's not the big, it's a big deal. What's a big deal? Sorry. Oh my goodness gracious. Okay. All right. Um, So the next on the agenda Mm -hmm. is going to be talking about. It's that was this, this article. Yes. I, I didn't know. even know you put it on the show notes when I posted about it. I know. I think I put it in the show notes when it came through to, into my consciousness before, wait, like earlier on that same day, which is weird because I saw that you posted it almost on the same day that I added it to our show notes, which is bizarro. Yeah. Of course. That's pretty weird. But I mean, not a surprise. So this other. article is uh, on the New York Post and it's called. Our double lives, dark reality you know behind perfect online profiles. We what? can take the link and put it in the for people who want to follow along the conversation oh, who are blabbing with us. Did you Aren't we smart? Look, hey, there's the article that we're talking about. Double yeah. li- our double lives. Wait, what's it called? Our double lives, dark realities behind perfect online profiles. Yeah, the contrast so. between her life and her death could not be more stark. Beautiful, successful blonde doctor. Married mother three found lying in the vestibule of a strange apartment building, underwear in her handbag, dying of a drug overdose. That's so sad. I know. I mean, that that's where the story begins. But there's also, you know, there's another picture here of a 19-year-old that took a picture of, like, these beautiful sort of lights. She's in Philly. Um, she's right down and the she's in Philly. Me. Yeah. Rittenhouse and, Square. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a gorgeous little picture. I mean, you know, really nice. It's something you would see on Instagram all day. And literally, mm-hmm. that was taken an hour before she jumped to her death. Which is, yep. 
It's like that for some reason, like really. Yeah, it resonated a lot. It was just really huge. And, you know, I've, we've talked about that in yeah, the past. Happy. We, we she talked like about. She's going to homecoming or something. Exactly. But did you see the comment that she said? I think her mother said that same thing to her. Uh, she said, um, her mother said something like, oh, you look so, so you, oh, oh, she said something like, oh, my Madison, it looks like you're so happy at this party. And mm-hmm. then she said to her, it's just a picture. Yeah. And it's true because, you know, there's this, we can capture a moment. We can capture a moment of, of everything that we do here without any context, without any, when it doesn't fit anywhere, you know, and there's, there's something that is both empowering about that and incredibly disempowering to, to the degree that we start to believe the snippet rather than, than the whole or that. But what are you supposed to believe? That's what people put out there. And when we talked about this before, that's why when you're like carefully thought and curated and I feel like, oh, that's so dangerous kind of because then I never get to see like your hair with oatmeal in it and like your children screaming. Like we know that's the reality, Elsie. Well, no, but see, when I'm talking about carefully thought and curated, I'm not talking about. I know you're not talking about only positive. I know that. No, but it's not even about positive. I'm not talking about. Uh, about just the image or what's going out into the world. I'm talking about being carefully curated about how you spend your energy and how you take care of yourself. And there's been plenty of times when I disappear out of social media altogether without feeling any guilt because I need to take care of myself. I yeah. need to I need to be able to use whatever there's so much energy leakage that goes out there. I mean, one of the reasons that I was fighting coming in onto Blab too is because it sucks it out of you. And is if it sucking I, it out of you right now? It's I'm not looking at it right now. I don't have so the no. screen in front of me. That's what I'm saying. It's like there's something that happens Yay. when you're looking outside of yourself, when you're looking for in, in some way to have like acceptance by how many people are liking your stuff, by how many people are high-fiving you, by how many people are giving you those little hearts, by all of that kind of stuff, it sucks it out of you because you start to equate that kind of positivity or that kind of like recognition as who you are. And it it starts to lessen the power that you have inside of yourself to cultivate that for yourself. Mm-hmm. Social media can do that. And that's what I'm saying. When, I, when I'm talking about curation of your story and of your life, I'm not talking about being um, coy or only showing the good stuff. I'm talking about Maybe today you shouldn't take a selfie and put it out there. Maybe today you can go into town and just have an experience being into town without having to capture it. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what I'm talking about. Something along those lines rather than thinking that there must constantly be something coming out of you in order for you to feel like you're alive. Because I feel that there's that kind of muddy line now between mm-hmm. I don't know. And for us, since we're kind of public, because we do want people to listen to us, we do want our voices to be heard. There's a there, And then we do have to market our stuff, you know, with, with the webinar things and stuff like that. I just feel that there are times when we, in, it, we kind of lose that, when we're marketing too much or when we're pushing ourselves too much and we forget to reconnect with what's really who we are, like our lives and actual living our lives. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Well... Sandy says, yeah, you need constant validation. I mean, it's pretty close to that, I think. And But there are some people, look, the person, and I've talked about this before, the person that I know that does this the most often 
doesn't have a lot going on in their life. And so capturing those moments make them feel better about themselves. At I mean, maybe at the cost of other people on their feed. I don't know. But I think in this person's case, most – and I'm not talking about my daughter. I'm talking about a friend um, who's had like, you know, just bad luck or just whatever. Most people know that when she's posting like the wonder and beauty of her life, that that's really – those small moments are, are it. Because mm-hmm. they're either not working and they don't have kids and they just broke up with someone, you know, just whatever. That, that those moments are like there because they're going through hard stuff. I guess not everybody knows. Right. But I know that's why. And then that's one perspective. But I don't know. I mean, Elsie, and you and I have recently – and I mean, unfortunately, I've had mental health on the brain a lot lately. Right. And it's all it all culminates at once because between my daughter having an addiction and mental health issue culminates at the same time as like a bunch of college shootings all at once in the country at the same time as this article comes out and we're talking about like the social media life and like how we're leading double lives like – there's so many different perspectives. Like I, I am a m- mentally healthy person with a with more of a online connection to people than offline. Like offline, I don't have like I don't go out a lot. I don't have that many friends that I see in person. Whatever. So like on the one hand, I want to share with people online because most of the people I care about are on, are more online because they're either far away, you know, like you, like you're far away, or I work with right. you more. Just whatever. Um, but on the other hand, I don't want to be like a big fat bummer. You don't want to say every thought because like, like Sandy says, like she's saying like, con- it's, I don't need constant validation. And in fact, my purpose in other people's life lives isn't really to show them how great my life is, but to make them giggle. So like I had to resist this morning, but, um, I thought of a funny status to post this morning, which was like, their mantra today is like, I look the hottest in these granny panties anyone's ever, you know, oh anyone's God. ever looked, right? Because right? it's funny. Not because it's, you know, but like everyone can go ahead and like rock that mantra with me, right, ladies? How many of us are rocking the granny panties and look the hottest we've ever looked? Woo! But so, but so oh that's God. really more purpose, my purpose in life. And so when I, in my head at least, and so when I deviate from that purpose, I don't often do it either in person or online. Right. If I saw you for lunch, the chances of me talking about my daughter would be like five minutes. I mean, we do it anyway. I talked to her on the phone. I I mentioned it for 10 minutes and I'm like, anyway, what are we talking about this week? Like I'm over. I'm done. We're done here. Right. I don't get into it. I don't cry. I don't need to. I just I'm not that type of person. But those people who are those types of people, I think have it worse because they can't share anything because they're so depressed and miserable. And you really can't without looking like you need mental help. And then when you and so I mean I've seen people who do need mental help like share that they need mental help and people suggest they get mental help and then they do so I guess that's a good thing right yeah no that that is a good thing I think you know what I'm I kind of want to take it away from people who actually need mental help not I'm talking about suicidal people not mentally ill it's like su- like because we're talking about this girl who committed suicide I'm saying the right. other day somebody I'm friends with who I must have friended me from B school or whatever out of nowhere a little post was like today's the day and a lot of people were like no don't do it da, 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 da. and then later down in the comments it was like okay i didn't do it i'm fine what i kind of wanted to unfriend that person because i barely i mean i never i don't even remember friending her. I, she's a stranger basically total stranger now i know that a total stranger was about to commit suicide and someone went to her house and stopped her and it made me uncomfortable right but at the same time what if she hadn't posted that right this girl didn't post anything about her 
problems. And she leapt off the building in Philadelphia. Like, I just I don't know if it's good or bad, I guess. I think that the uh, the conversation and, and I, I, I understand. I understand where that comes from. I, I just feel that there is a different kind of education or perhaps a different questioning that we need to have nowadays about the way that we deal with the best way that we can live our lives, you know, because we all have our tendencies. We all have our tendencies of how uh, we engage with other people. Uh, We have ways that are ingrained in us that perhaps are not the best for us. And I feel that there's been times when perhaps this online world kind of accentuates the negative in some way, our own Mm -hmm. tendencies to do things and not really look at the bigger picture. So if it is really about not being able to discern when you need to keep quiet and when being able to express something that's going on with you, mm-hmm. like what is that balance between one thing and the next? And if I were to wait, if I were no, to I'm give done. like, I'm, if I were to give advice to people, I'm going to let you finish, Elsie. I'm going to let you finish. If I were to to give advice, you know, if your tendency is to like, you know, tweet everything out or share everything or take a selfie or in some way be able to delineate your entire life and this is the way that you've constantly gone through it and this is the way that you therapeutically deal with your own life, I would suggest what happens if you stop in that impulse and the impulse to share. What happens if that impulse to share then becomes something that you can bring back to yourself and maybe try something different that isn't so public? And in Mm. the same light, I would offer to somebody else who is completely internal and completely, you know, kind of closed up and only does a very specific way in which they cultivate their online presence where it's always like pristine, nothing's ever spontaneous, everything is really thought out, to be able to allow for a little bit of that instinct to come through in the online world so it's not so pristine and and perfect and possibly put something out there that they haven't in the past. Mm -hmm. So it's really about trying to find that balance and what it feels like for you. I know for myself, like, like even you just talking about what you read in your feed, it would have really, it would have made me want to step away from Facebook more than anything else to know. That's why I wanted to unfriend her. And then I thought, well, that's not nice. It's an energetic suck. It, and, and I'm not saying that I don't care about other people. No, but why do I need to care about every suicidal person on Facebook? Like I, I want so to care, hard. but I can't. You can't. Um, yeah, Marion says tough. social media can be really uncomfortable. It shows we're disconnected society because here she has to reach out through social media. Right. But I don't know that that necessarily means we're disconnected. And let me take it to the other extreme of that use. How many times have you seen somebody post anyone here in Philadelphia available to babysit my kids? <gasps> what? No, I've I mean, never seen that, but I've seen, but I've seen like, I mean, I've seen it here in my community. That's I mean, what I, mean. I would do it if I was like, that's what I mean. Yeah. You would okay. do that. What did we used to do before yeah. Facebook? We would just call our friends. We don't do that anymore. Now our friends right. are all on Facebook and we just like post something to say like, hey, I need a babysitter. Anyone free? Hey, anyone going to this meeting? Hey, anyone see like the the uh, PTA announcement about this or that? Like we don't call anybody. We don't do anybody. And I don't think that means we're – I guess when I'm saying it, it does sound like we're a little less connected but I feel like that makes us more connected because I don't have to just call Elsie and then just call Marion and then just call Sandy. And that's our three little group. Like now I'm talking to 40 women who go to my kid's school and want to know if they have a babysitter. 
I guess. I don't know. I feel like it makes us more – in a lot of ways, I feel more connected to people. But that, that in itself is a reason why I don't want to share personal stuff though because like it's my dad and his clients and my mom and my grandmother and my aunts and uncles who I don't talk to and my cousins who I've met three times. And you know, it's everybody. It's everybody. It, I, I mean – you're more connected and so you can't be or feel like you can't be as personal. It really depends. I mean, when we're talking about stuff we're struggling with. I don't think that's as bad as like, let's say, for example, complaining about your spouse. That's such bad form on Facebook. It makes you look like an asshole. It makes them look like an asshole. Um, it makes it puts everyone on Facebook in the middle of your marital BS and it's and that's uncomfortable and embarrassing. Not that people do that. I mean, ho- hopefully, a lot of people don't do that. But is that the same thing? If you're going through something in your marriage, like it's not the same as saying my daughter is sick or we have cancer or we're broke as shit or just whatever people are posting about. You know what I mean? Like, where is that? Where once you say, yeah, you should post about your negative things because we're all human. How far does that go? I haven't had sex in a year. Whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> How much do we need to know about you? Keep it, you know, uh, half of me is just like, I don't need your business. And then the other half of me is like, tell me your life. I don't know. I don't know where the line is. I really don't. No. Well, yeah, so how does, yeah. And out of all the things I mentioned, what are you cool with hearing? And what are you not cool with hearing? Let's let me have the LC scale. Let's, let's go like this and we'll tip the LC scale. Let's put it in the middle. And I'll just go, okay, your daughter has leukemia. I'm cool with that, right? Okay. Oh, my um, God. I can't, even, I can't even do a scale from that. Like, what? Your mother has cancer. Yes. Okay. I want to know your mother has cancer. Okay. Um, your husband just Dutch ovened you. Okay. That's no. No. I don't want to know that. Um, Please, I don't even know what that means. And I don't want you to explain. Please. He just, your husband punched you in the face. Uh, No, 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 no. I don't want to know that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, these are the things I can get. I mean, I can tell you the things I'm cool with hearing and not cool with hearing. Cool with it. Not cool with it. But it. But, but then, then now fair? you're taking it again to I'm, I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you looking at yourself and choosing better rather than looking at other people's stuff and saying, like, I'm OK with this. I'm not OK with this. I think it's really about our own personal experience. And that's what we have to keep bringing it back to. To be able to start to make better choices for ourselves, period. To be able to see like, you know what? I need to get really focused about reaching out to somebody. I need to be able to, to make sure that maybe next time I'm not going to post this. To learn from those, those kinds of things. To be more deliberate about your choices rather than I'm not okay with so-and-so doing this. Because then yeah. that's just taking it our side of ourselves. I like to create statutes of limitations, as you can tell. I want <laughs> yes, you societal do. rules where there are none. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to create with my little Elso Elso meter, we'll call Elso-meter. it. Elso meter. The Elso oh meter. God. If Elsie's okay with it, it stays. <laughs> if Elsie's not okay with it, it goes. Dude. <laughs> so anyway, we can ask our people and You're see more tolerant like, than me. what That's they why. feel um about this kind of darkness because I do believe that this is going to be a, a bigger, 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 bigger issue. And they also, and, and this is something that I, th- who what was I, who was I talking to? I was on a, somebody else's podcast and I think that they asked me 
you know, like, what do you see in podcasting or what do you see in like, I'm not sure if it was podcasting or new media or, or social media. I'm not sure what it was, but it was something about this whole ability for us to broadcast in this way, for us to be so out facing. Right. And the question was very directed to what do I see in 10 years in the medium? And my comment was that it's going to be more internalized, that it's going, there's going to be a big movement towards not out, but in. It's going to be more about privacy. It's going to be more about being deliberate uh, of things that are going out Mm. there. It's going to be less about, ooh, look, everybody has the power to broadcast. And it's going to be more about, rather than making those choices, coming again back to um, a a much quieter, more deliberate, less connected life. Uh, That's what I feel. And I think there's going to be a big movement that's going to be doing that. There's still a lot of people like, my lovely other half is not particularly deliberate about the way that he communicates online. And he is, uh, he it's very normal, like just talking about sports and whatever joke comes in his mind. And once in a while he might put out a very opinionated something out there, but for the most part, he kind of just observes and steps back and steps away. And he's very deliberate about not being connected. Mm -hmm. Whereas I am like, Oh my God, where's my phone? And I, I, I want to move away from that. I want to be able to, to choose not to, to choose to not tell people what I'm doing or how I'm doing or where I'm frequenting at that particular moment. So I was just asking, you know, in, in 10 years, do you feel that this, uh, our, our ability now to, for everybody to broadcast themselves and to share of the moment information at all times, is that then start to... Is it going to continue or will it give us something more? Or do you agree with me that it's going to be more of a movement of moving into the private realm where you aren't everywhere? And it's not about be everywhere. It's about be in this place, which it's so weird because that comes back to, you know, one of the biggest things that I was teaching or talking about when I was doing that, um, the She Podcast all day workshop on, you know, a podcast movement that we taught. And one of the biggest things that I, that, that was, that I was like, you have to come to me. You come to me. That's like my thing. You come yeah. to me. And it just seemed like now that's getting even more and more and more. It's like, if I'm going to be here, you need to show up here. I'm not going to be everywhere you want me to be. I'll be right here. Period. <laughs> I don't know. The answer is, I don't know because. I want to answer that question as from a marketing perspective and from a personal perspective. From a marketing perspective, I like... Forget the marketing perspective. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I like being everywhere as a marketer and telling everyone where we are and growing our audience. But but here's the thing, Elsie. And this is really well noticed in the way that we both administrate the She Podcast Facebook group. Like You answer every single question. I pop in. Yeah. Oh, I do. I pop in. I try. I pop in when I can, when I have time, when I remember. Like, I treat my phone like a bad dog, kind of. Like, you're like, I'm only going to look and answer. No, if it's tweeting at me and ringing and notifications are coming up, I'll answer you when I'm ready. I'm not going to be distracted by you. You don't tell me what to do. I tell you what to do. You're my phone. Oh, my God. Seriously. And so when you say you'd like it to move to something more private, like I almost feel like I'm already there. Like I'm not the – and we just talked about this before. Like I'm not the person at the wedding 
butting into the photographer trying to get the best wedding picture of someone else's wedding. Like right. I don't sit on the aisle so I can get good pictures of my cousin's wedding because it's dumb. Just so I could put it on Instagram, show somewhere, so show people that I was somewhere pretty. No, I don't care enough. Like I'd rather sit and enjoy the fact that these two people are being holy matrimonied or whatever. Like I don't have to take pictures of it. So if the answer to your question is, I guess I could say yes because I'm already like kind of halfway there. I don't necessarily like using video and I don't necessarily want to be everywhere personally or tell everything about myself. But on the other hand, I don't see it getting less media centric either. I just no. see I just see I hope that people take more control. I feel like a lot of pe- not you particularly, but I feel like a lot of people let their tech control them. Like I see my own nanny take pictures of him and then ignore him crying so she can post it. <laughs> right Facebook and it bugs me because I'm just like um he's hungry <laughs> that can wait stop that you know like that drives me nuts when people are oh, let me just answer this text from my da 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 while their kid is like screaming at them like I hate that don't do it like that's why I feel like my my phone is a bad dog I will right. pick it up when it, I'll let him out of the doghouse when I'm ready and not before and you're right. You know what? There's a there's a level. Well, again, I go back to how it accentuates or diminishes from what your personal tendencies already are. Mm-hmm. So part of my job in social media and the things that I'm really good at is cultivating community and being helpful and offering support Me too. and being Me too. able to do that kind of stuff. It used to be so anyway. <laughs> in <laughs> so uh, my job kind of takes me into social media all the time. It's sort of like I there is a it's really hard for me to discern like when you're off and that what that's what happens when you're, you know, being a, a manager of this online community, which is kind of crazy. The boundaries are kind yeah. of muddied. Your boundaries and, are different because of your job. I know. Yeah. And so there's a little bit of a difference with that. And also with she podcasts, it's weird. It's like I'm obsessed about podcasting. I mean, I really, really am. And <laughs> answering people's questions really makes me happy because me I have the answers. And so when not I have don't I don't have all the answers, but I can find the answers. I like to look for people's answers about podcasting. And I have found that, you know, it's very I like it. I really enjoy it. It doesn't take it out of me and, and it helps me learn more. It helps me see what people's troubles are. I like it a lot. And it's not in every group. Of course, the She Podcast group is my group. But when I see other people ask different questions that have nothing to do with podcasting or specific to whatever industry they're in or their marketing specific questions or their business questions or tool questions about how to connect what cart to what or, you know, what image yeah. should I use this image or this image? I'm like, I don't have no clue, a clue, nor do I want to help because it makes my brain hurt to be mm. able to figure that out. Whereas if somebody's like, oh my God, my feed isn't working in iTunes right now, or I got kicked off of iTunes, or uh, why is my you know microphone not working, or anything like that. I'm like, oh yeah, why is that microphone not working? Right. I want to find out, you know, <laughs> rather than, so it makes me happy. Then there, yeah. there's that, there's that, there's that aspect of it. And, and well, I guess we didn't really answer any questions other than <laughs> let's put it out to you guys. What do you I guys mean, think about social media? There's, I mean, I just like you said, there there could be a better balance. Hours of operation, you could have your own personal hours of operation. True, and uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not even going to start to to answer those questions because 
uh, it, it is a challenge, people's expectations. And that's, as a society, we need to also teach that. I mean, as a, like when you work for a company, there's that. And then, then when you work for yourself, there's that. And, and what I feel is the, the, the problem right now is that everybody's doing work at different times. Some people's expectations are, I'm especially podcasters, and that's really challenging. Most podcasters do the, a lot of their work in the off hours. That's, mm-hmm. that's, I would say that's about 70% of most podcasters. You know, there is like that 30% that outsource things that, you know, maybe they do are doing this as a full-time job so they can really do that as a full-time job. But the majority of us are like, you know, recording and doing show notes and doing all that stuff like at 2.30 in the morning or something along those lines. And that's when you have a problem. And that's when you are like, how come True. this isn't working? Oh my God. And that's what I see from from the podcasting community. Not that I'm on my phone at 2.30 in the morning. No. But I do see that there are issues that arise when I wake up in the morning where I see people getting really disgruntled about not getting something done when it's 2.30 in the morning on yeah. a Wednesday, what are your expectations for support? What are your expectations to get help? But that's a whole other story. That has nothing to I do mean, with that's it. a whole other story. And here's why. Because, I mean, as a web service provider, I used to – if not – I didn't have to often remind my clients this, but my mantra was it's not brain surgery. It can wait. It's not brain surgery. It can wait. But your listeners – but my, but your feed, right? But it's but not iTunes. It's not a life or death, and it can wait. And <laughs> if no one is dying, but take I'm giving you Xanax money. And but take I'm it paying easy. you. But I'm paying you. Doesn't matter. Take it's it just, easy. It, <laughs> It'll happen. I'm a person. I have to sleep and eat like everyone else. Take it easy. That's I love it. that. I think I'm just gonna have to like. Get just that little bit of video of you every time. Like, what do you call those things? Gifts or like yeah, those gifts. little things? And take just have like when somebody easy. freaks out, have Jessica go, take it easy. Take it's it gonna easy. be okay. Yeah, take it easy. <laughs> it's your technology. Your no one's heart is going to stop beating if you can't figure it out at two a.m. Just take it easy. It happens tomorrow. Happens tomorrow. look now. I look like Kramer. If it happens tomorrow, <laughs> happens tomorrow. The end. Relax, podcasters. That's my. I like when Elsie tells them to grow up. Now I'm going to tell you to relax. <laughs> relax, podcasters. After all that, yeah. Stop giving lips in a hard time. They sleep <laughs> and eat like the rest of us. Okay, they need a shower too. Freaking chill. Your podcast oh will be God. back in a minute. Okay, <laughs> they don't control iTunes. Get a grip. Oh God. <laughs> You tell Crystal I said so. <laughs> not her, but I mean, not her, but I mean, yeah, like, no, I, I totally, are, no, I She's customer service. Everyone's yelling at Crystal left and right. I mean, hey, she's got kids. <laughs> All right? Their poopy diapers more important than your podcast. Get it together. Just because you pay five bucks for their service doesn't make you their slave. You abolish oh slavery. God. Talk to Abraham Lincoln. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god! Yes, Jason, we have had to stop podcast because of poopy diapers. That's right, John. There are butts that need wiping. (laughs) We'll get to your WordPress plugin in a minute. For the love of all that is holy, I mean, but that's really what it is. Like, like, (laughs) like people are all up in arms, and I know podcasters are the wiliest of the bunch, right? Yes, they are. But even even when I was a web designer. (laughs) 
When I was a web designer, my clients, they were texting me at 11, midnight, 1. What happened to my about page? Right. Do you hear yourself? Your about page? Like, do you hear yourself? It's the same thing with, like, and actually there are certain um, online groups where they're just like, I don't know which headshot to pick. Like, it's well, not going to make or break your millions of dollars. Neither is your feed for for that matter. Like, nothing's going to happen to your success because you can't figure out the PowerPress plug-in at 2 a.m. <laughs> Get a hold of yourself. Wow. People, y'all anyway. are going to have to clamor some of this stuff for, you know, for podcast support. Oh, my support, God. Like I forgot about clamor. support group. You, you're going to have to clamor it. that, like, just get over yourself at 2 a.m. Well, but, I mean, let's keep things in perspective if we I could. Total, I totally get it. I know I mean, you it's... get it because you're the recipient. <laughs> I know you get it. I'm talking to everybody else. It's the panic. You know, it's the panic of, like, Poor not Kristen. being able to get something fixed right at that moment. You know, it's it's I, I understand uh, about the connections and – Oh my God, iTunes. And is this going to make me not be visible anymore? And what's going to happen? And it's, yeah. So just advice now yeah. for the people who are having problems with their tech. What you do is if you've exhausted all your Googling options, you've asked every friend you know, and it's late. You send a support question, not in all caps, <laughs> to your technical provider. After it emails, you take a deep breath, close your computer, and find a piece of chocolate. <laughs> and then you can go to bed. And then you can go to bed, yes. Then go to bed. Just go to bed. Just take a deep breath, a piece of chocolate, maybe watch a Big Bang Theory rerun, and you go to bed. <laughs> They're very relaxing. Or Downton Abbey. Or Downton Abbey, even. <laughs> That'll put you right out. Try reading. Why don't you try right? Try reading... Um, Emily, anything by Emily Bronte, I'll put you right out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she says Podcasters sometimes I, Paris that. says sometimes I send questions at two a.m. because I live in France. I don't really hate Wait, support is- people. Well, if they're not angry, then that's okay. It's the angry ones that I think that um, she's talking about. People who are like crazy angry, yeah, and posting angry. in Facebook about how Lipson needs to die in a fiery, burning hell. <laughs> Those are the people I'm talking to, not yeah. you, not you, Franchi. I'm not talking to you, Miss Paris. You're totally right. And it's not just lip sync. No, it's just nobody like, in France. Usually it's I love like, the French people. Usually I, oh, I see it all the time. And it's not – oh, I'm telling you, it's not just lip sync. It's like I see I see this sort of complaint aired out to almost every provider that has anything to do. And I'm sure it's it's for everything mm-hmm. other even than podcasting. But it really is like – it makes me so sad because – yeah. When when else would you yell at somebody about when would you yell at somebody that loudly in real oh. life? And when would you come knocking at somebody's door and expecting Oh, apparently if they post anything political, then you have permission to yell at them as well. Oh. Right? That's true. I mean, but it just becomes um, it's just challenging. I just wish people were a little bit more caring about stuff, that it's actually people. And and then there's this sort of um, entitlement thing that happens where it's like, I know you're deliberately not answering. But it's true. It's like that kind of thing where it's all of a sudden, it's like, blunk. 
Yeah, and oh Addie's right. Those people aren't even googly. I mean, that she says that's the situation, and she's right. Those personality types don't even try to solve it themselves. That's probably right. the problem. So my advice is probably null and void because, like, I've go- like before I send a help request, I have exhausted at least three hours googling forum requests from like two thousand and eight. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. I've yeah. fiddled with every possible setting and situation. I've gone to the the company support. I've gone to Google support. I've gone to Facebook. I've done everything I possibly could. Only then do I send a tech request. And it's like at the very last option because I want to try and fix it myself because really the truth is I am one of those people who can't really sleep unless it's fixed. I don't like to go to bed unfixed because then I have to <laughs> somehow try and remember in the morning that plugin is still broken, you know? Yeah. It's bothersome. It's, it's no it's no bueno when you think like it that. It is no yeah. bueno. Yeah. This has been fun. I kind of like doing the blab. I don't have to yeah. look at you you or these people in order to have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be closing it up even though I had another article that was yeah. really great there. You do? But, um, Wait, I didn't even see. I would have shut up long Jennifer, ago if I had known. It's the Jennifer Lawrence uh, article about the wage gap in Hollywood, which I thought was Oh. It was Let's really Let's talk awesome. about that next time. That's never going to go away. <laughs> yeah, next time. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it next time. You are right, and sadly, you are right. Sadly, you're right. That's, it's not like that's going to be fixed tomorrow. No, that There's won't always be. room for so next we can time. Always do it next time. All right. So, if you guys want to have have any feedback, you can email feedback at shepodcasts dot com. You can send us your voice feedback, which is going to be really interesting. Oh, you guys are get to see behind the scenes of how we do how we do. Ha ha. We just I and John does so that the voice of the beginning comes up. yes like whenever the voice comes in you know whenever we have feedback so do yeah. send audio feedback we'd love to support you in any way shape or form or answer whatever questions you have or if you had any you know big aha moments or if you have anything else that we can serve you that would be awesome so feedback at shepodcast.com and that is Yay. it thank uh, you guys so much for listening absolutely i'll see i'll see you in your overalls in a few minutes yes see y'all bye bye Ruff, ruff, ruff,